You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the show for age 50-plus business owners. We're interviewing professional advisors for their tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new 20-minute interviews and one-minute highlights every day at ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. And now the Exit Coach Radio Show proudly presents the All-Star Review, a compilation of one-minute highlights from past guests. Hear more one-minute highlights and full interviews from these guests at ExitCoachRadio.com. Look at your business, not only from the value point of view, but from the risk point of view. What is it about your business that is likely to make a buyer nervous, that they might get sued for something about your business after the sale? So if you're selling products, a buyer will be worried about product liability. If you're selling those products to the general public, then the buyer will be worried about uh, false advertising and basically consumer class action claims for misleading labeling, if it's a food product, for example. On the patent side, they'll be worried about potential claims for infringement from a prior owner of an infringed patent. So to the extent you can speak with a patent lawyer and make sure you've done the research on the prior art and you've got some confidence, then that's going to not only give comfort to the buyer, but it will give comfort to you if and when you're asked to give a rep and warranty that there is no infringement being caused by your own patents that you're selling. And so identifying areas of concern now is a great thing to do in order to start getting the blocks in place so that you're ready to deliver the business in a How far in advance should someone get in touch with you? The answer is now. (laughs) Exit Coach Radio presents Out of the Box, a short highlight from a recent advisor interview with Bill Black, the Exit Coach. Hear the full interview at ExitCoachRadio.com. A tip that I would have is try to look at it from the buyer's point of view and assess your business now in terms of what is the driving value in your business. Is it a patent portfolio or is it a customer list? Is it access to certain markets? Are you in a niche? Are there barriers to entry? And whatever that is, make sure that you can protect that and deliver it as part of the sale and talk to an advisor about how to go about doing that to make sure that it's it's ready. Some of the smaller things that can be focused on in terms of tips and tricks is in order to make the sale process go smoother, you want to have, of course, clean books and records. You also want to have access to all your material contracts. If as you go through entering into contracts, think about assignment clauses in there and make sure that you have the right to assign your material contracts to a buyer, particularly in the event of a sale of a business. A lot of times uh, customers, large customers might want to restrict that because they want to make sure they have a consent right on who they're doing business with. If you can, try to avoid that so that you have the right to sell your business without asking that third party for approval. One of the main reasons that you would consider doing a revocable trust versus just having a will is avoiding what we would call a probate process, which is a court proceeding to distribute a family estate, which can be very expensive and legal fees, court fees, and uh, just involves a lot of court involvement that can be pretty painful. So by using a trust, you can get out of that. Now, if, if your assets aren't high enough, that's one way you may be able to avoid probate without a trust. And the other way is you may have assets that are able to pass to beneficiaries outside of a trust and outside of probate even if you don't have a trust. But when you have real property, you usually won't be able to avail yourself of those two exceptions to staying out of probate. 
The person that has the most influence over the entire organization is the person that leads the organization. And transforming that person exponentially influences change. My training as a psychologist, my understanding about the kinds of organizations that are going to be successful in the future are going to be organizations that realize that knowledge is their product and that knowledge can only be created by enrollment not by compliance. And so the task of the leader of the future is to transform the people that work in the organization so that they want to give their best and so that they're willing to offer ideas and perspectives that create knowledge and innovation for the organization. The more we know the unknown parts of ourselves, the more we function as an integrated entity. You know, it's nice to be a Ferrari, but if you're only operating on six cylinders, you're not going to get optimal performance out of the design. And most of us go through life suboptimal, and some of us, we can't, we're suboptimal in a way that's disguised because all extremely high levels of achievement often come, from the, come at the expense of other areas of the personality. So our life could be a wreck in seven domains, but outstanding in one. And that's hardly any life at all. We had a client come to us, and, and they have a, a relative who lives in Europe, and they were looking to set up an international outpost there so they could go on vacation there once a year. We really got into it and, and looked at it for them. We were able to show them that uh, even though that might be a, a good place to go visit, it wasn't the best place for them to set up their, their international outpost. And so um, we were able to, to help them understand a little bit better what the value of being in the marketplace in other areas was relative to that particular market. Nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to do business there, right? Well, what we wanted to do was show them how to maximize their, their cash returns on their investment in international business so that they could take a vacation anywhere they wanted to without worrying about necessarily building it into the business. Often people make the, pull the trigger on, on their job. Let's say they're totally unhappy in a corporate position. They're ready to quit and jump into it without setting the stage for it. There's so much that can be done before you actually quit a job so that when you're really ready, you just press the go button instead of starting then. Because I think what people don't realize is that it takes two years to start a company. Mm -hmm. And it could take as many as four to get as much as you were earning when you were in a corporate job. It's still worth it. Very often, it's who we need to talk to and who can get us, who's done something before. You know, very often when people come to me and they have a new business and they've already started, and, and I say to them, have you interviewed people like in other cities who've done this before? And the answer is always no. So imagine if you were starting a gym and you were here in Southern California, but you called someone in Colorado or someone in, in uh, Washington, and you said to them, I, I know that you started your company in the last two years. Could you? Would you mind sharing with me what you would do differently if you were starting now? Mm, yeah. And yeah. there is a wealth of information because why should you make the same mistake someone else made? Could your business be turned into a franchise model? And what are the first steps you would take to determine if it should? Here's expert Jack Bass. If you're already a, an owner of a successful business, think if your model can be duplicated. And if it can, I would urge you to start today on duplicating that. Secondly, on your tax advisors and lawyers, be careful that you're having someone who is an encourager, not someone who 
acts and it tells you all the difficult things that you're going to face because that will overwhelm you and discourage you. I have another site which is called the Tax Haven Guru. There are many areas that you can save taxes on to increase your bottom line so that you can offer your business at a higher price. There are many creative ways for companies and individuals to get involved with charities like Olive Crest that help children. Listen to Tim Bauer. There are tons of ways that people get involved. So we have companies and clubs, civic clubs and churches that help us and they come alongside. They might do a work project at one of our facilities or they might have a back to school drive. And then for individuals, they're able to get involved by doing direct service kinds of things, by becoming a mentor or a tutor. Some of them decide to become uh, what we call our Kids at Heart, which is our monthly child sponsorship program. So they become kind of donors with us. One of the most current new ways for a company to get involved is a cause marketing campaign where maybe they do a point of purchase sales thing at the uh, checkout or, or some other way. Imagine that you could create more profits in your business today. Have a business that runs more smoothly so that you have less stress and more time available. That you enhance the value of your business and that you create a business that is saleable not necessarily meaning that you're going to sell it. You may keep it, you may transfer it to family, you may transfer it to employees, you, you may sell it. But if a business is saleable, if it could be sold and has value outside of the owner, that owner now is in a place of choice. They can choose to do what they want. And that's an entire, that's like playing with the house money in uh, Las Vegas. It's, it's an entire different mindset than feeling like I must do it one certain way and I've got to keep doing this big misconception, I think, of the, the business owner community and perhaps the advisor community is, is that it's all about the exit, but a big part of the process of, of true exit planning is value acceleration and, and talking to folks that really help business owners increase the profits of the business today, which therefore increases the value of their business so that they ultimately can exit the business on their own terms at maximum value. There's a lot of really smart people that are really engaged in this. Bringing those folks to, to, to our chapter makes a, a big impact again on those advisors and ultimately the business owners that they serve. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute.